ready. Fight. Hello and welcome to the Zion vs. Podcast, where we explore a topic for a limited time before an invisible timer runs out and we all turn into mice. Who wrote this? Uh, this episode has been carefully planned with the help of the projects team. From the team I have with me is project delivery manager, Faisal Kutfala. How are you, Faisal? Good to be here. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, looking forward to getting stuck in. Yeah, nice to have you on the podcast. Uh, and alongside Faisal is uh, head of projects, Tom Barrett. Thanks Tom, for the invite. Fellow good to be Arsenal here. fan as well, yeah, Repping today. Repping today. Uh, thank you to be. Uh, thank you for being on, um, guys. Project managing. What do you guys do? What is it? How do you explain <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you don't know after five years. But <laughs> five years, I still have no clue as to what projects do. I do, uh, but I want you to answer it because yeah, uh, the benefit of the viewers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I always like to think it's like the Matrix. Everybody gets plugged in. Everybody gets plugged into the project team. Oof, wow. We sort of. We sort of sort of manage what everybody does on a day-to-day basis uh, yeah. we take the pressure away from knowing what needs to get done we sort of take that pressure on of course and we build that pressure into the system well i've had no pressure while i've been working while you guys have been working away yourself and there's also no, a header could work as well works in and the three of you work really efficiently and well together um, so when you're explaining projects to people and uh, getting into the nitty gritty of it, um, what are what are the first things that you like to get people to exercise when project managing and working through their workloads? Uh, me as a designer, particularly, uh, and we're going to take it from a design angle uh, for this particular podcast, uh, because uh, one of the main things that you know, one of the challenges that we'll always have is working. Uh, around our projects and get things done on time and efficiently and and that's some of the stuff that we're going to be going through so when you're approaching everyone in general uh, what are the first things that you want them to exercise when when working on their work well i guess what we're trying to do a lot of our job is resourcing planning task management it's that type of project management so i guess Imagine yourself as a freelancer, you'd be sat there having to manage your own workload. You'd have to plan everything out yourself, control all of that. In this environment of being an agency, we want to set everything up for you because there's so much interconnected work. If you're a freelancer, maybe you've got a design project that's an individual project. You're not dependent on too many people. No. Maybe there's some outside influences, but you can pretty much do the thing you need to do when you're told it's ready. Yeah. Whereas in a agency environment there's so many interdependencies people to work all that amazing stuff that comes with working in an agency obviously that's a lot to coordinate there's a lot of balances and things to factor in so we try and take that off your plate and Mm -hmm. set everything up for you so that pretty much you can manage the client and spend your time on the creativity part rather than the sure. admin part. A bit of admin, we, want, we don't want to completely take no, no. The, <laughs> any sort of uh, authority people have away from them, but trying to set you up with the best platform to deliver. There's a sense of responsibility for everyone that they do their bit in terms of um, speaking to the right people. and uh, you know, Sometimes we often confuse that by saying, well, projects, they'll handle that and tell us the direction. Yeah. You guys know as much as we know, I suppose, at the end of the day. Um, so we we got we got to clear that stigmatism about oh well, projects will sort that out you know and everything's just sort of hand fed to it but no it's, uh, and before I go on um, have you guys worked with design agencies before or uh, have you is this um, 
the first time you've working with like marketing direct agencies where designers are involved both of us are fresh to the agency world aren't we mm -hmm. in the last five years yeah completely different to my previous experience i've worked in the distribution management so the projects are longer on a completely uh, like a project might take a whole year so the yeah. scale is very very different whereas with the agency world it's it's really fast-paced you've got delivery output by the hour yeah. so it's very 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 different just to touch on what Tom was saying earlier on as well, a large part of the work that we do is to allow you to focus on, let's just call it the 80-20% rule. So 80% of your time spent on your creative skill set and yeah. then 20% is just purely just managing that task, that deliverable. So we want to do the 80% of managing all of that and allow you to do 80% of your creative output. Right, okay. And and uh, when, when I'm working away, uh, I, as a designer, eighty percent of my time possibly is design, or maybe even less. Like some of the time, it's the thinking, the the idea side, the, mm. the, the 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 time where we're not physically. In in a way, the execution is probably the the bit that we actually do in work, where we're actually putting things together. That could take anything between uh, five and ten minutes. But the actual coming up with the idea could be the, the most substantial uh, part of our tasks. And yeah. did, did you, when you first came to working with designers, uh, was that one of the sort of key challenges that you had? Because, uh, and I'm assuming it's the same for other uh, disciplines where you've got to understand their background. So what was the sort of challenge behind that for design in particular, especially when it came to, uh, execution and how long things take for a designer to do I think maybe for me I, I've thought about this a lot recently because no one wants to be the person who restricts the creativity on a piece of work and that was the thing I hadn't been used to project managing very creative pieces of work very, sure. like construction -y, very like do this thing do it in these set ways here's your SOP standard work whatever you want to call these work instructions yeah. but you follow yeah. those things you will get your work done and that is the right thing to do whereas that's not the case with design it's not as black and white as, as you, you can set a structure so i think for me it was getting understanding what balance you can achieve between structure and creativity yeah and when you first come to it from the outside world you think everything's the creative part there's no structure there's just free flow you it's can't you can't set any structure but you can you have mm. to set some structure you have to set the right tools, the right frameworks. You, you don't have to do everything from scratch. You might use a templated item on the top of your, your work to allow the full creativity and the rest of it so you're not spent, it's balanced enough risk, is it? You're not going to yeah. spend like an hour on some really complex thing you've done before so you don't then have the creativity for the rest of the thing you're trying to create. So it's balanced, and that was completely new when I came into this. You, the, the, the buzzword that I've used a lot um, was variables. There's so many variables for yeah. every design task we've got, you know, whether we're doing website work or we're doing the inbound stuff where we're producing infographics. Infographics take a lot longer because they're so illustrative. Ebooks, they can be step and repeat, but also sometimes a client might want something more designed. So those variables you've had to sort of... Um, and what kind of leeway, uh, what kind of... Um, uh, flexibility do we put in to, to, to allow for that to, to work? What sort of measures have we put into place uh, for that type of thing? I think what we're doing here is we're learning from experience. From my time here, I've learned that we are, when it comes to design, like Tom mentioned earlier on, 
there's certain boundaries. So as long as you work within that boundary, you can be as creative as you want. But there's a structure, there's a framework, like Tom said. As long as you do it within that framework, then we're happy for you to be creative. They say, don't they? Creative people are either geniuses or insane because you work, <laughs> a, you, you work against the grain and you don't want to sort of shoehorn them until I say, okay, this is the way you work and that's the way you do it because everybody's different. Everybody has a different yeah. skill set. So allow creative people to be, feel free so they can, you know, provide the, the best piece of work. Uh, and then to answer your question about infographics and being flexible, like I said, we learn from experience. So once we build a certain amount of infographics, we realize how long it takes, what the process is, what creative time you so need, you and that sort of stuff. Research. Yeah, we're learning. We're constantly learning. We're constantly evolving. It's not. I think it's like that in an agent's life, isn't it? It's not. This is the way you do it. This is how it's. Uh, this, this is the way it's always done. These are. This is. This is how all agencies do it. So, and we're happy to do that, aren't we? We yeah. regularly discuss how long things should take. Is there a good way to do it? Is there a faster way to do it? Is there an efficient way to do it? Is exactly. there a slow way to do it? That sort of stuff. Yeah, I want to put a pin on what you just said then, just because I've got uh, something else I need to uh, discuss with you. But um, when when we're working through all our tasks and um, we're working directly with clients, and so the clients are going to have expectations. Um, and there's two parts of that expectation. One is when the deliverable gets to them, and the mm -hmm. other part of it is the subjective side, which is uh, managing their um expectations of what they're actually going to receive so what i mean by that is are they happy with the design mm -hmm. as well so it's it's the timeliness of the delivery and it's the quality of the delivery too uh, and from design designer um we work to deadlines at the end of the day and all, all, all we're trying to do is um, get the work done as efficiently as possible um how do we go about setting these deadlines with the client in the first place what sort of peace of mind that we offer the clients when we're going about well, doing this. I think it kind of... Especially with the, like, for example, the website work is probably your best sort yeah. of thing to take on this. Well, I think it's learning from experience. So how many rollouts of websites, of downloads, yeah. of inbound campaigns have we done as an agency? It's so many. So we've got all this wealth of experience and data to pull upon so that when we're setting those deadlines, while we can't always give you the 100% deadline that the final thing will happen. We yeah. can give you a projected timeline broken down into quite a lot of detail based on that experience and give you a sense of if this doesn't happen, then this is what it could mean for the project. And that is the best way I personally think to work with people. And Basil does this a lot day to day, showing those expected timelines. And we've done the design for the key pages of a website in one day sometimes mm. we've had big ones that big ones that are large amounts of pages yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it might take three days and yeah. knowing the scope of the work you've been given and having all that data then you can refine your plans accordingly of course and we work on various different sizes of websites and microsites and sometimes single page sites and uh, and launch pad sites that we're trying to uh, to produce the clients too um when when we when we come to um, when we come to producing design work and we show the clients the works, sometimes they come back with feedback. Um, often, what happens is we do the feed we we make amends to the feedback, and then they have more changes. Uh, do you want to talk about our round of amends and how we sort of try and police that? I mean, it, rather than say police, how we control that, but. Uh, 
because we've got a gated process. Do you want to just go into that a little bit? Yeah, so I think if we're talking specifically about web projects, let's use web projects as an example. Yeah. So the client wants to go on a journey. Yeah. They want to see from, let's use January to April as an example. The client has a deadline, and I think all of this is managing expectations, isn't it? Yeah. The client's got expectations. We've got expectations from the client. And within our company, everybody has expectations from the design team, the web team, the dev team. For the client, they'll have expectations from the MD to the finance team to the marketing team. So everybody's trying to manage expectations. Yeah. Um, So there's a timeline. And as Tom said earlier on, it's like building houses, isn't it? If you've built so many houses, you know how long these houses are going to take. Um, Roughly, you can give a rough timeline and say, okay, we know we can do this in X amount of time and, and, and so forth and sort of. So what we do is we sort of plan that out with the client. And when it comes to the the design side, this is where things get a bit creative and it can get a bit out of hand. And this is where we sort of want to have a structure and a framework. And we have that, don't we, in our processes, in our gated processes. Yeah. What we allow for is a round of amends, a couple of round of amends where we say, We'll take your initial feedback, we'll have a discovery call, we'll understand what it is that the client wants us to do, we'll go ahead, we'll design it, and we'll come back, we'll provide that to the client, give them an opportunity to give us some feedback, bring it back in-house, action those, implement those feedback, implement that feedback from the client, give it back to the client, and just wait for final approval, and try and close that within a gate. What we don't want to do is lose sight of the big picture. No. What we want to actually do is build that house or have that website live and we can get stuck in the design side isn't because this is one area like coffee where it's a bit, it can be a bit sub- subjective from our side from the client side and we can get sort of get lost in the logos and the colors and the design it's right it's 100 percent right you've got to get it right but this is probably an element where if we do the work before we even start the web project sure and we really take time to understand the client and what it is that they're looking to do and what they want the visual side of the website to look like we can maybe minimize those round of amends as you're asking. And this is where we go back to the beginning of the podcast where you do take that pressure off um, other people when, when you're doing that because you've got that structure in place, you've uh, got some guesstimates of how long things take and you know how the process starts to work. And for me as a designer, seeing that process a lot, I've come from backgrounds where there's not been any project manager involved at all. We're project managing on our own. Um, so uh, forgive me for not coming from a project managing background I guess to, 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 to previous expo- uh, employees but um, you know this is this has become such, so much more of a better way of working um, and alongside what we do here uh, with the round of amends uh, we often even try to push back um, especially with GDD work we tend to sort of say uh, with growth driven design we'll do some more elaborate stuff later on, but we want to get some of these uh, projects out on you time know, I, for a deadline. I, I like that. I really like that approach. And if sometimes I think to myself, if I am the client mm. and I'm in the client's shoes, yeah. and I'm paying an agency or a creative uh, outlet to provide some, you know, creative design work, yeah. I want them to push me back and say, actually, we think this is the best idea, or we mm. think that's the way to do it, or that's the best design based on scientific, based on something. Yes. Do you understand? Because I can, if, I, if I'm the client, sometimes I can give my opinion and, and that might not be the right thing for me and that's what we're paying the agency for. And I really like that, where we push the client back 
educate the client why we think this is the right way to do it. And I think clients appreciate that. Yeah, they do. I think all of this, managing the rounds of amends, the um, advising the client, it starts not, it's throughout the business. So when you're in the agency side as well, the sales team need to be aligned with this. The account managers um, in various names need to be aligned with the project managers, the people working on the front line who might talk to the client. Everyone's given the same expectations and the reasoning why, not just we don't want to do it. No, this is why no. we believe this. Trust us, we think it's the best thing for you. Mm. We're willing to stick our hat on this mm. and say it's the right thing to do for you. And I yeah. think everyone's well aligned on that and that's why it works. Yeah, I agree. We're not saying no because for the sake of saying no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, yes, the uh, the data, uh, data-driven work is by far the most uh, yeah. important thing, not just for design, but for everything that we've been doing. People see the results and uh, and, and get excited. It's uh, patience to sort of wait it out and sort of hold, hold that nerve that we've been talking about yeah. for years uh, to, to all the clients that we've had um, and to any upcoming client that this is part of what we're doing is to try and improve your business um, and, and get you the results that you need. It, there's an element of patience involved and trust in that process that it's yeah. going to work out. You've got to build it, haven't you? Mm. For the first exactly. maybe three, six months, build that trust up and then hopefully get a bit more freedom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and all that works um, because we try to nail down efficiencies in-house and try to create a, a, a sort of a, you know, the, the term tossed around is a, a well-oiled machine, I suppose, for our each department. And we've, even in the last uh, couple of weeks, we've had instances where we, go back to the process constantly to try and uh, find more efficiencies that we can yeah uh, sometimes i sometimes i think about that so i've been here what close to three years now okay. and i look at some of the processes from the day i started to now we are constantly improving them and it's it's funny how sometimes you get to us well, i didn't spot that how come we didn't spot that six months ago how come we didn't spot that 18 months ago 24 months ago so like what you're saying just yeah. touching on that it is that, isn't it? It's constantly improving, evolving. Somebody comes in, somebody has a new idea, and it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it that way. And everybody has a different perspective or a different yeah, idea exactly. on improving something. The main thing is, as Tom said earlier on, is no mixed messages. No. And if we do that in terms of when we're working with clients, like in terms of round of events and stuff, everybody's on the same page. We know exactly what we're doing. To, or, you know, we're one team. And again, when, we, when it comes to improving, um, improving processes internally, there are no mixed messages. No, We're all on the same page. Yeah. We can really work. It, it can work quite well. Yeah. Um, me personally, uh, when I am working away for, for out any project, uh, I think one of the key things that even you know all designers will agree with me is that that brief has to be clear, that mm. message. Uh, no mixed messages. But we don't want one person saying one thing and the person saying another thing but at the same time we don't want no brief at all or we don't want a vague brief where it's not enough information to go off so efficiencies there have, have always been a challenge but again project management you come in you sort of say well before you even get the project booked in like consider what you want in the first place we'll tell you how long it's going to take you can decide whether it's even worth the time uh, i guess in that in, in itself is an efficiency because someone's uh, work can also be shared with another um so by that what i mean is uh, a designer has skills that are set needed specifically we need 
design work for designing the websites and creating the ebooks and things. A designer can also produce the templates, but then someone else in the department, uh, in the not in the department, but in the in the wider team, can be producing other assets based off those templates. So efficiency like that have been yeah. really key to what we've been doing. It's all down to the people who are asking the questions when they're accepting the work for you, isn't it? So there's obviously tech, where are we going to use this piece of design that's going to drive maybe image size, etc. But then there's brand guidelines. And it never hurts to ask, Is this? does this one follow the, the normal brand guidelines? You might assume yes, but maybe every now and again, it yeah. might be, the answer might be no. So you have to check every time so that you've got the full scope of what needs doing. Yeah. Um, and it's better to have it said that it's the same as normal and you've got total creativity and have that known rather than assuming you've got that and then yeah. when it hits to the client they're wondering why you've gone rogue yeah. and not <laughs> followed what they had in mind so you, ha you have to ask you just have to ask those few extra questions absolutely um now uh before i go on to the next bit um efficiency versus creative creativity um, on the one hand, we manage expectations and deadlines through, um, again, getting a rough idea of how long things take and getting an average time and saying, right, this is how much it's going to be, how long it's going to take and how much it's going to cost to do. Um, the efficiency side, the, uh, from, from designing, you know, this is design versus project, but often there are occasions where we do sort of say, well, I think you asked this question yesterday, wasn't it? Um, uh, what is the reason why you don't really get something done on time? Uh, and one of my th first thinking was, yeah, I, I needed more time because um, I've not, uh, I, I've not been able to express myself creatively, creatively enough. Um, how do we manage that? Like, how do we sort of go about saying? Do we just say, uh, all right, we'll let you off this time, but make, next time we need to make sure that you're working a bit more efficiently to get that creativity. Or do we just sort of give that leeway and do we say, hey, well, fair enough, this time around you've needed a bit more a bit more time to be a bit more creative. What, what are your thoughts to that? I think the first thing I was going to say was it's impressive that you guys do deliver on time. It's yeah. impressive that looking, if we look at some of those historical tasks yeah. like downloads or designing key pages or designing rollouts for the websites or designing infographics sure over time we've understood how long these things should take on an average yeah and when we go back and run the numbers and you see the data it's like, well it does take that amount of time which is impressive i really like to see that it's impressive and i think it's a credit to you and uh, and, and your team that you guys do deliver according to the expectations set and um, you know these evolve these timings evolve isn't it yeah but going back to what you're saying about in terms of managing efficiency versus managing creativity, if you let the creative juices completely loose, it might take way more time than we plan, the client plan. Remember, we're an agency, it's so fast, there's so many different projects, there's so many different downloads to create. Course, yeah. So it's a case of delivering exactly what the client expects, having a you know, allowing you to feel free and, and do the creative work as well. 
but again within a structure there's a time we of have course. to deliver otherwise we can just go on and on and on and on yeah and, on. and you compare that to you know the uh, manufacturing industry or where things need to be improved in terms of times yeah a question i want to add is should we ever be scraping time um, or i.e do we need to cut down time for designers because we need to get things done a, a lot more efficiently or is it more a case of no leave that time frame for for the designers to have that creativity there's a balance isn't there efficiencies are great yeah and I, i'd rather gain the efficiencies in the more technical parts of the project rather than the design parts of the project yeah. um i think if there's ever instances where you're working on something and you've just got this amazing creative idea and you really want to run with it, it's always comms, isn't it? It's always coming back to say, guys, I've got this thing. Do you think this could fit for this project time-wise, yeah. cost-wise? Um, maybe we absorb the cost for the client this time because I think this would be an awesome experience for us as a business and for our portfolio. Yeah. And if we have that conversation in the moment and think that that's a good thing to do and we have the time for it, then we do it. Well, I'm on that as well as uh, um, when uh, when we have done, sometimes actually when we have got a creative idea that we already know in our head, actually it takes less time to do when yeah. you, because you know what you want to do. Mm. It's like, well, but I, I guess when you say that, it's how big of an idea is it that yeah. you want to ex- execute it, and uh, if it's something very illustrative, always has been an issue where time can become. Uh, a factor in that whereas if it's something more minimalistic in terms of the style of design but the creative idea is still already there mm. if i said to you oh i can create three ebooks and i have done i've done it in one day um, as opposed to one ebook crossing you know across four or five hours it, it, it it's always down to i guess what we're trying to deliver for that specific client and at the same time the efficiencies has been sort of exercised because it could be that the, the person is performing to a, to a, to a level on that day maybe yeah. do, do you ever do you get what I'm trying if to say too then? much coffee in the morning maybe <laughs> exactly <laughs> but the creative juices are just really you're just exactly on it um, so yeah, I don't know if that's the variable as well that can also be played into, uh, into true this. the thing I'm always conscious of is we are all marketers as a project manager we're marketers as a designer you're marketers everyone in the business and we're always Try and always bring yourself back to what's the end result for this. Yeah, exactly. What does it need yeah. to achieve? Does mm-hmm. it need to generate leads for this website? And you've got that dual responsibility, haven't you? You've got to deliver on results, but yeah. you've also uh, it's got, got, to got, a, it's got to look good. And and it's got to look good. It's got to be a, a, a wow factor as well. It's, a, it's a balancing those two things up at the same time and making sure we also hit the other part of the, the bargain and the contracts we've got yeah. in the piece of work. It's a bit. It's a bit like Arsenal. This isn't it? No. They look good on paper. <laughs> they play well. It looks nice. It's ticker tacker here and there, past there, past there. But they don't seem to deliver anything. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, well, it's, we're in shit, but we're gonna cut that bit out. Right? <laughs> anyway, no. Um, I got one final question. I think before we move on to the, the next segment is, uh, um, what's probably the best way to ask, ask this question, but. What's the biggest challenge that you've had working with the design department that also applies to all other departments? What's the thing that you want people to exercise more uh, as individuals rather than just... 
I know one of the key ones was making sure that we're always logging time because that's it's not for me. It's not that it's not the time logging. It's just we're in a department where we are responsible for supporting you and the wider team. So we want to make sure you feel supported, and we want to make sure that we're giving you everything you need to do what you need to do. Okay. Yeah. That's Ultimately, good. that's what we're here for. We're here to provide a workspace where we want to take the hassle, a hassle, and the headache out mm. of. Um, we talked about, we touched on briefs and yeah. this kind of thing. We, we don't want you to have to sit there and chase around the office for a brief and that sort of stuff. We want to make sure the system and everything is set up and your day-to-day workspace is set up that you can just deliver. Exactly. I think you hit some nail on the head. We want to know when it's not right. And that's the hardest thing. People sometimes feel like it's a personal slight on you if they raise that yeah. the thing that they need to do might be missing from this job yeah. but you want to know mm. you want to know if that template's out of whack or if that process failed in that time you want that person to have everything they need and like having that relationship built on you that you can push back and be frank with that person and Blau can walk up to me and say Tom that brief wasn't good enough and you can sit down for half an hour come up with a new briefing process yeah. and update your task request forms that's when the relationships become stronger with people yeah, yeah. exactly that it's just a why 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 if we talk about briefs then we just want to know why that brief is not right or is there no structure to the brief what is it that you need to know for the brief so that we can sort of implement that in in the system so we don't have those issues again and again and again moving forward Brilliant. I like that answer. Um, we're going to do the quick fire round now. Uh, hey. Apologies, I've podcast where... Now, forgive me because uh, I've, I've not quite prepared this the way I thought I would have. Um, but the example question I always use... Well, on that note, you might not get the answers that you want then. Ah, well, <laughs> that, that could be winning for us. We might need to edit the intro and yeah. let being more prepared as well. <laughs> um, so an example, example question which a lot of people tend to answer straight away for some reason, but I, as an example, I would say something like, who is a better designer, me or Dave? And you would say, obviously, you know, what your answer is, but you'd say quickly. All Very, right, so Bilal. All right. <laughs> Right, oh, okay, cool. So, so let's go. Oh, I love that. I appreciate it. On your podcast, when I'm on Dave's podcast, maybe I'll <laughs> oh, get a different answer. Dave will never do a podcast <laughs> as long as I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's obviously, for um, Sorry, Dave. So, <laughs> some of the questions that uh, I've got here then. Uh, are you ready for this? Okay. Let's go. Uh, opening a new tab or in a new window? New tabs. Window. New window? Oh, okay. That's new. Uh, single scroll websites or multi-page websites? Multi-page. I like more options. <laughs> I don't think that's what a multi-page website... Uh, multi-page, I mean, those websites that are single page, which is just one long web page, which goes from one part to another. Versus a multi-page. Versus a multi-page. What, so sorry, explain the difference between the two again. Not got time for that. All right, yeah, multi-page. There's the answer. Okay, there so you go. did say that, but you, I don't think you understand what... Okay. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Cut that bit out. Okay, no, put that in. Um, would you rather run a marathon or climb uh, one of the highest mountains in the world? I know your answer. I would say climb, obviously. Climb. You'd climb as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, marathon's a long time. <laughs> John, would you rather uh, climb a mountain? Or... Yeah, yeah. He's just got the arms for it, so he, he'd actually scale the mountain. Yeah, he'd just pull himself up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You have to drop one forever. Which one do you drop? None of them. They're already dropped. 
Yeah, similar answer. Wow, okay. Drop them all. <laughs> Drop all right. Easy. Uh, too busy for to be Keep cool. LinkedIn. Yeah. Keep LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Keep LinkedIn. <laughs> We're uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I can't argue with that. Um mobile first or desktop first? This is a more design related question. It's probably mobile, surely. Yeah? Mobile, I think so too. Okay. Um, the amount of time you spent on your mobile scrolling websites. Mobile first, I think. I don't own a tablet. Yeah. Of my own. My child has a tablet. Okay. But I don't have my own tablet. But you don't have your own tablet. It's right. So mobile first, easy. Fair enough. Uh, What was the question? uh, Tea or coffee? Tea. Coffee. Okay. Uh, A night in or a night out? Night in. Out. Wow. You're, out, out. Are you just answering the opposite to what he's saying? Well, well uh, that's part of the strategy. Uh, but I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer to go out. Um, okay. Uh, again, not being prepared on this one, but on a scale of one to ten, how creative are you? Eight. Okay. Very bold answer. Nine. Confident, even. Not, uh, nine? Even even more higher? Some of my you'll ideas are a bit, a bit odd. Yeah, yeah you'd be surprised. Know that, it's all subjective at the end of the day. But surely you're both confident. Very good, very good. Uh, I'll reveal the answers to uh, all your questions at the end of this podcast. <laughs> in, 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 in the comments. Right, so <laughs> Favourite thing about working at Digital 22? Food. Food on the table, the spread. <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's a new answer that i've not heard yet food okay growth business growth okay yeah. this growth. is a strategic that's, answer that's my official answer <laughs> yeah. Official. yeah oh wow yeah one of you is doing very well and uh that's uh um actually that is all i've got to ask there because <laughs> i have I, again i have not prepared this properly um, structure so I've, I've or freestyle? Eh? Yeah. I'll ask the question. Structure or freestyle? Structure or freestyle? freestyle. <laughs> I don't want to get into th- something like what's your favorite uh, project managing software. I don't no, know if I can even who's ask your that. favorite project manager? Tom who's- oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, I like you both guys. <laughs> I'm sitting I'm on committed the bench. You know what? For the fact that Tom actually uh, supports uh, uh, Arsenal, well, it's an yeah, Arsenal yeah, thing, is it? Good. Yeah, well, he's repping the colours. I mean, if you wore the, um, the your, your quick fire questions for Bilal <laughs> websites or downloads. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. Okay. What this is a turn of events. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, um, I'll say websites. Colours or shapes? <laughs> Would you like to be more creative in when you're designing something? In the colours or in the shapes? Screw it. Uh, I say shapes. Go on, I've got one. Hats or shoes? Oh, I'm um, more of a hat guy, hat kind of guy, but I do love trainers. Yeah, that's so. my arse at all. Yeah, might be a bit torn. Yeah. But I'm more of a hat kind of guy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Anyway. Um, like we're taking over your project. Yeah, it looks like it. Projects have taken over the design of this project. Um, but before they do, <laughs> settle the debate. It's the final part mm. of this uh, podcast. Uh, just I asked you guys to come up with a debate that you want to settle once and for all. Uh, you said, what makes a good cup of tea? And that's what speed. they came up with. Speed. I think it's a question of speed versus quality, isn't it? I'm going for quality of yeah. tea. I like to take my time pouring the water in, pouring the tea bag in, letting the tea steep, take time with it. I'll sit there, I'll clock watch, I'll scroll my phone, 
It can be a good five minutes. Sam, do you do the same as this? No. So I, sus- I suspect me revealing this is going to be a damning indictment on my character. <laughs> but I'm all about just get that tea done, ready, back to my desk. So I'll, you'll often see me put the tea bag in, pour the water in, I hold the tea bag with the tip of my fingers so that I can do as quickly as, but I don't want a spoon, the spoon's going to slow me down. I quickly dip it, I put the milk in while the tea bag's still in there, which I believe is a bit of a no-no. And then I quickly, as soon as it's got enough of a colour, whiz it, neck it, back to work. <laughs> do, do you guys put sugar thing. in your tea? I do. Not anymore, no. Not anymore, okay, because I, I put the sugar in with the tea bag. That's mm, more efficient. Okay. I think, and I know sometimes what happens is what you need to do, you need to put more sugar in because when you put the tea bag in with it, some of the tea bag absorbs the uh, sugar. Sugar, So that's why I put a little bit more sugar in it. I've been project managing my own cup of tea. You've been thinking it through. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. I once did a, uh, well, we used to do Lean Six Sigma at my old place and there was a project that was done and I I remember checking it over. It was about the best way to make a cup of tea. Exactly how to have the station set up for the most efficient yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So could be a project. Everyone has a ritual as well when it comes to making a cup of tea. You got your cup there and your kettle's ready yeah. when it's all nearby and it's all efficient. I think our workstation needs a project on it. It's I'm really proud of this today because you you made it relevant to projects yet again, despite it just being making a cup of tea. It's, I'm really kind of honestly credit where credit's due. Uh, Tom uh, in Antpazel. You both have your own podcast, projects podcast. Managing digital projects. Is that you find it on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, upcoming up episode about? Got two projects coming up. Uh, one should be talking about deadlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes uh, why are deadlines so important? And then we've got another project coming up, which is all about communication. Should be a really quick one. Uh, what is a good method of communication? What we value the most is going to be the key thing there. Excellent. Um, really, really big thank you for you both to come on this podcast. And I hope to have you guys on again as guests. Uh, so Yeah, anytime. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, the only thing I just want to mention before we finish off is can we try and start the next one on time? <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we have time for, for today's podcast. Uh, Pull up his overdue. Thank you for listening <laughs> to Design versus Podcast. Uh, Uh, If you enjoyed this debate, stay tuned for more and until then, see you guys next time.